Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It is Thursday morning, the 16th, and today we are going to be picking back up with a Bible reading plan podcast with John 20, verses 19 through 31. We're back here with Lori DeVisser. So is it my turn to read this one? I think it is. I think so. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read this passage, and then I'd love to hear your reflections afterward, Lori. Okay. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails in in my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. All right. So, Lori, what's uh, one thing that's grabbing your attention in this passage? Well, you and I were chatting a little bit about this a minute ago, just doubting Thomas. I mean, the poor guy gets that nickname even based on this passage. And I have to say, every time I read this passage, I always feel a little bad for him because Mm -hmm. I feel like he kind of gets a bad rap um, because he's verbalizing what probably so many of us would have thought or would have believed. And he just maybe had the courage to say it out loud. And you know, as I was just kind of pondering and thinking about this too, when I was reading it, you know, his doubts had a purpose. He wasn't doubting just because he was trying to be difficult. He was doubting because he wanted to know the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think there's something to pull from that. I think that there's something to take from that, you know, and here are 11 of his friends, his really good friends that he spent a large chunk of time with even over the last couple of years. And, you know, imagine just kind of all these friends saying to him, no, he really was here. He really was here. And he still is like, nope, nope. You know, 
and, and you think, wow, he's definitely a man of conviction, you know, and even though that conviction in this sense, you want him to believe and he doesn't, he does change his mind. You know, he doesn't stay in that doubt. He doesn't live in that doubt. And, you know, so, so I guess, yeah, my heart just always goes out to him, but I was really just mm-hmm. thinking about Thomas and kind of his, his journey that we see a part of in this passage. Yeah. He definitely, like you said, gets a bad narrative told about him. And I, I do want to say he asks, he only asks for what the rest of the disciples got. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they had greater faith than he did. They just got to see it first. And he's like, right. when do I get to see Jesus? Um, so I think I'd like to honor Thomas in that way. He was bold enough to, to say, I want the same thing you guys got. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, you know, do not doubt, but believe. Jesus gives Thomas the gift of belief by showing mm-hmm. up for him. And uh, doubt is interrelated with belief, meaning I don't think belief and doubt are really opposite sides, like one no. is evil and one is good. I think doubt is a gateway into belief where we start to ask really important questions that we haven't asked before, like, how come I don't get to see and touch Jesus? Um, why don't I get to experience the same things other people get to experience? And that if we really have faith in a risen Jesus, we can trust that we can throw hard questions at him mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to offend us or scare us or for people who are not in those seasons of doubt, it can take a lot of patience to walk with somebody who is in doubt, who is asking hard questions. Um, but we can do so knowing that um, Jesus shows up for those who are in doubt, just like um, he does for Thomas. And I think you said it too, when it's a season of doubt, because I think the thing about doubt is you just don't want to stay there forever. The purpose of doubt is to find the truth. The purpose of doubt is to find that belief. So like when you said earlier, they're not opposite. They aren't opposite of each other. As long as that doubt leads you to finding those questions or getting those answers to those questions that you're seeking. Yeah. It's what you do with the doubt too. Yeah. I think it is the, the posture, how, I think there's a whole nother thing about like, how do you walk through doubt faithfully and how do you mm-hmm. ask questions with humility? How do you ask um, honest questions and not just poking questions or whatever? But um, I think there's a lot to be, I think there's a lot to be unpacked there. You could take a whole series of podcasts about that. Um, <laughs> but just suffice it to say like Thomas, I think is to be respected in this um, for his willingness to reach out to Jesus Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus honors him. He, he grants his request. So I think that's really cool. Um, the thing that immediately grabbed me was that the doors were locked. Mm-hmm. Um, in an age of self-quarantining, we are locking our do- doors um, and we are staying inside. Um, and we're creating boundaries between us and other people which I will mention Thomas was not there. So what does that say about Thomas's bravery? You know what I mean? Like was yeah. Thomas the one who was running errands, you know, or mm-hmm. willing to go out and risk his life um, and his safety to do things for the other disciples. So I think that's something that's maybe missed in this passage a lot. Like, yeah. Where, where was Thomas? Why was he not with the disciples? Um, and what was he willing to sacrifice that other people weren't? But the fact that Jesus uh, crosses the the barrier. He mm-hmm. he shows up in the middle of their locked. Um, he he came and stood among them in their locked room, 
And so that gives me hope that though we may be quarantined as a church, though we may be in isolation mode, um, Jesus is on the move and Mm -hmm. he transcends those barriers um, and uh, he meets us in the midst of our loneliness, in the midst of our isolation, in the midst of our fear, Jesus shows up. So um, I love that about Jesus. He just comes and says, peace be with you. He says it twice, I think, maybe even more. No, he says it yeah. three times. So I, I love that. I love that Jesus shows up in the midst of their fear and says, peace be with you. Yeah. So the doubt that Thomas is experiencing is not, um, not a doubt that's antithetical to faith. And the presence that they experience of Jesus, the peace they experience of Jesus um, transcends their fear and their boundaries that they put up between themselves. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm picking up on this passage. Anything else you wanted to highlight or draw out of this? Not really. I think it was interesting that Jesus was both able to come into a locked room, but then was also physical enough that the disciples could touch him. Like that's mm-hmm. just an interesting, you know, combination that he was able to do and be both things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Isn't that so, funny? He, he has and a that's real just logistics. Body. Yeah. yeah just logistics working. It's like, so he could come through a locked door so you kind of picture like spirit, but then, wow, he could also be touched and you could actually feel his hands and everything. So yeah. that's just that physical. How did mm-hmm. that work? Yeah. And that's really, I think, important to note is the, the body that Jesus has, the resurrection body Jesus has is a real body. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in a spirit Jesus. Um, there's a Holy Spirit, but it's a separate person of the Trinity. Um, Jesus has a real body. And it's in heaven right now, in a real place, interceding for us as um, we wait his return. So that's the, the, these passages like these are key passages when you're trying to understand the Trinity, trying to understand like resurrection and the hope mm-hmm. that we have. Um, and whatever happens to Jesus, we believe is going to happen with those who are in Christ. Um, which brings me to the, the belief part. Jesus said to them, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen yet have come to believe. That's almost exactly what Peter said yesterday. Yes. Right? Like, I noticed um, that too. You haven't seen him and yet you love him. Even though you, you still don't see him, you believe in him. And Jesus is saying those words. Well, Peter was there. You know, mm-hmm. um, Peter, was, Peter was in that room that Jesus, Jesus is saying these words to Peter. And it's almost like Peter is grabbing this quote from Jesus and passing it on to the church in his letter to say, um, and he doesn't say it directly, but he, he's kind of saying like, Jesus said this to me and I want to pass this on to you. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you haven't seen Jesus, you can still believe and, um, and have the same hope as the rest of the disciples for resurrection. So that's, that's kind of cool. That passes on to us. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks, Lori. We're going to kick out yeah. of this wave and join back tomorrow morning um, with our final podcast of the week. So make sure you press play tomorrow. Talk to you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you 
The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.